0: RunAsRadio.com. You're listening to Run As Radio, the internet audio talk show for IT professionals with Richard Campbell. This is Brandon Wen announcing show number 273 with guest Jeff Stokes. Recorded Tuesday, July 3rd, 2012. Run As Radio is produced each week by Quap Productions, providing professional media and podcasting services online at pwop.com. You can follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash radio. Thank you, Brandon. This is Richard Campbell. You are listening to Run As Radio. Thanks for tuning in. Such as tuning in is on the internet. Exactly what that means anymore, I don't know. Thanks for hooking up to our RSS feed. I appreciate it. Today's guest coming back is Jeff Stokes. Uh, Jeff has been in the IT industry for 17 years, initially cutting his teeth at deck and climbing the system administrator lateral from there. He's currently a senior premier field engineer at Microsoft. Prior to that, he worked in escalation queues for Exchange Server at Microsoft as a senior support escalation engineer, and he posted to the blog, dude, where's my PFE? And the Microsoft premier field engineers page on Facebook. Welcome back, sir.
1: Thank you very much. Happy to be here.
0: Didn't I we talked to you that long ago, but uh, we were talking about boot times back then, which I think was a really popular show. Folks, uh, I got a lot of email about it, folks, saying, thanks for this, because it's always a concern.
1: It is. It is a concern. Uh, and uh, the topic today is going to kind of dovetail into that, and we'll talk about that
0: some more. You bet. I mean, uh, I've got one of the build tablets, so I've gotten used to my Win 8 boot time being seven seconds. Mm-hmm. You're getting a little spoiled now.
1: Yes, yes, you do get a bit spoiled. (laughs) So what is this
0: technology we're talking about?
1: Well, the Windows Assessment Service is uh, basically a toolkit that we provided in the Windows uh, ADK for Windows 8. And uh, in RP, it runs really well. You uh, take this toolkit and you stand it up on a Windows Server 2008 R2 or a Windows Server 2012. Mm Mm-hmm. And, uh, basically, you get a console here where you can, um, take a whim or multiple whims of images that you've got, uh, that you already staged for Windows 7 or Windows 8. And, uh, also, you can take existing, uh, you know, physical or virtual machines that have an operating system on them and run a script and make them victims of this, uh, this assessment server. Hmm. And uh, what happens is uh, you create a project, and then you go in and you create a job and uh, add some uh, uh, physical pieces of hardware, you know, some assets basically, or VMs uh, to the job. And then you can go and run all these different pre-canned assessments against your victim pool and uh, do things like uh, laying down a fresh image on bare metal hardware and then analyzing what's the performance on this box the first time a user touches it.
0: So we're trying to assess how well Win Eight will run on our existing hardware.
1: We can do that. We can test our Win Seven. So one of the examples that I gave at uh, TechEd is uh, imagine that you're uh, an administrator, mm-hmm. where you know Lenovo or HP or Dell or somebody comes to you and says, "We want you to buy this new laptop, this new model that's coming out. We have got you know new Ultrabook brand Z. and We want you to come in here and uh, you know try it out. So you run the Windows Assessment Service." You can take each one of your whims for say accounting and H r and your development team and your uh you know autoCAD team, and you can run your build against this hardware and see exactly how it's going to perform, not just in boot, but we can go in and do uh, driver verification so right. we can make sure that the drivers don't blue screen on us uh, we can do the file handling where we go in and say, okay. Uh, you know, how quickly can we go in and, and uh, manipulate large amounts of files, which, you know, depending on what kind of application you're in, that can be a big deal. Interesting. Yeah, and then uh, Hibernate, uh, there's, you know, mini-filter, m- you know, media transcoding, Internet Explorer, browsing experience. Uh, what's the memory footprint? And that's one of the cases that I actually brought up at TechEd was, what if you have a VDI farm that you want to vet out? How much memory footprint does a user take up?
0: Interesting. Right. Yeah. So that I, I, now you're thinking even bigger here is start to look at these other models and look at an existing, like you said, an existing image. Uh, typically, I guess that from Microsoft uh, Deployment Toolkit, one of those images sort of pointed out sure. say, given one of these, how much footprint would it need in VDI? How well it, would it run on this laptop? How well would it run on this machine? Because now I like experimenting in MDT with different configurations. Let's slip a different OS in. Now go run the set of assessments. What if we upgrade our version to Office? Let's run a set of assessments. Uh, we want to install Chrome as part of this kit, run a new set of assessments.
1: Sure. And it's got things like photo handling. Um, how do we perform when we do a standby? Do we have drivers or components that are going to cause a delay? Huh. You can have it go in and do a power consumption, Winsat rating. it will even do a Winsat on ARM. Wow. Uh, and- yeah, tell you what that's all about. Um, it, one of the ones I like that I, w- I tried to have for my demo, but unfortunately I had a hang in my demo. Naturally. But, uh, of course, you know, demo gremlins. Yeah. But um, one of the things I like is that you can actually have it go through and analyze what is the UI performance. So you stand up a Windows 8 with all the uh, Metro apps and have it go through and shuffle through Metro interface for a little bit, and it'll tell you... You know, it, it kind of hung up here and there, and, and I don't think this video driver's up to snuff, or maybe the video card's not good enough. And the, the feedback you get from the tool isn't just a, a bland Xperf trace that it takes, you know, someone that's uh, really steeped in knowledge to go over, uh, although you can do that. It uh, gives you a report where it says, you know, there was 150, 160 millisecond lag here, and your user's going to feel that pain.
0: Interesting. So how does it know? Is it actually running all the apps and walking through them as if it was operating them?
1: It is. And you can actually write your own scripts, your own jobs, your own assessments. So you could have it, uh, like one of the examples I gave that someone wanted to to, uh, stand up a VDI farm. Well, it's not enough to have Windows running. What about all my applications? Mm -hmm. So why not take all of our apps, put them in the auto exec let them all stand up, and not really care so much about the disk performance, because we know it's going to get beat up. Sure. But what happens when they're all up and running? How big is that memory footprint? Yeah. Well, all the apps are running. We can tell.
0: Getting back to that whole VDI discussion, how much space do I have to allocate to each one of these based on actual usage?
1: Yeah, which is huge.
0: So uh, is there already a bunch of pre-canned scripts for Microsoft products, or does it generate scripts on the fly? Like, how does it actually test it out?
1: Well, it's got Internet Explorer, and then it's got the Windows UI. It's got Windows Media Player, uh, and then uh, the, some of the base operating system. The rest of it would be kind of up to you mm-hmm. at this point to create. But uh, I, I think, at least my hope is that some people in the product group will, you know, have some time to help grow this. Each one of the assessments has a uh, more information link on it. Yeah, it's got a link to update the IP for it. Update the test case scenario, get data off TechNet for it. Uh, it's, it's all built in this dynamic kind of framework where, uh, you could really see this becoming something. And, you know, when I did a demo of this to some premier field engineers, there was, uh, we were kind of kicking the tires a little bit. Well, what if we made a, an offering around this tool and then the added value of someone who does deployment experience and knows Xperf and things like that where you can really get in and say, you know, this is a good image, and not only is it a good image, but it boots well in your environment. Hmm.
0: Yeah, because there's two layers here. I mean, obviously, the top level assessment is great that you just come back and say, "Here's how this app's behaving." Uh, I mean, like you you quoted a little number there. Hey, it's 130 milliseconds. Less, you got to know a fair bit about UI behavior to know that 130 milliseconds is too slow. Mm-hmm. So, just yeah. that sort of insight of what's a good number, what's a bad number. That's that's. It reminds me of PAL. It does, doesn't it? Yeah, Uh, because the same sort of thing. It's about what are good numbers. It's all well and fine that we measure stuff, but how do we recognize healthy and not healthy?
1: Yeah, it's interesting. One of the demos that I uh, was trying to do at uh, TechEd, we had uh, multiple VMs. One was on an SSD and one was on a USB 2.0 hard drive. right? And when you run the disk assessment for the file handling, it actually comes back and says hey, you know, the the filter driver for storage is running really slow. You need to take a look at it. Of course, what it doesn't know is that the guest is running on a USB 2.0 disk, and we're also running our our host VM on it. Yeah. So, of course, it's going to be busy. But you can actually go in and see that impact, and it'll flag what it thinks are the correct filter drivers. It'll tell you what the delays were. And then if you want more information, it'll actually pull up WPA, the Windows Performance uh, Analyzer, Mm -hmm. and show you in the graphs what it's talking about.
0: Well, and I like the fact that the, the only difference between those two things, was one was SSD and one was USB, and it pointed right to your drive speed.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And yeah, d- slow IO.
0: Yeah, half the battle here is just point me at the right problem.
1: Right. That's uh, something that you can, you know, talk for days on in terms of troubleshooting. Are sure. we triaging the correct issue? And if we don't have baselines like with this tool, if we don't have a good baseline of what our environment or our image or our hardware looks like, then really we don't know what problem we are troubleshooting in some cases.
0: And so this is nothing specific to Windows 8, although obviously it's something i want to want to use looking at Windows 8. It's 7 as well.
1: It is, yes.
0: Okay. So this sounds like something I ought to have in my toolkit, like alongside MDT and, and a bunch of these other, and Map and some other great free tools, just to have before you go out deploying a new image, you could do a whole bunch of benchmarking.
1: That's correct. That is correct uh, that's definitely something that and again it comes back to do you have the time
0: right but do you have the time not to
1: exactly do you it yeah I, I talked about someone in one of my other sessions was uh you know do you do you fight the battle at the beginning yeah. or in the end
0: is there, yeah every cycle we go further down the path the longer it takes to clean up
1: yeah. Exactly.
0: And it feels to me like, oh, tell me if this is true, how automatable is this? Can I just make this part of the kit?
1: Well, uh, it's interesting you ask. There's actually uh, commandlets for it in PowerShell.
0: Huh. So this could be part of every time I alter an MDT package in any way, just fire off the, the assessment. And give me back new numbers.
1: I could see that being something that could be scripted out. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, yeah.
0: Now, but I also think reference hardware sounds like an important thing. There. Do do I want to keep one of each piece of hardware around so that I can test on it?
1: That's a good point. But, uh, you know, it depends on the size of the enterprise. Uh, but, you know, if you're going to, you know, a major OEM and saying, you know, I want to buy 10,000 of these laptops, it would behoove you to make sure the image actually functions well. on Yeah, it. you think? That'd well, problem. you know. <laughs>
0: Maybe I'm crazy that way, but, but yeah, the whole, the whole idea of, you you know, the biggest problem I have, I can get an assessment machine. That's easy. It's getting the time to really do an assessment on that machine. So the, the fact that I could get that machine and point to a package I already use for existing things, I get, get away from new hardware and just start thinking about the changes that our users are asking for in their images these days. Yeah. You know, yeah, what's the real impact, like just the, what's the real impact of adding Chrome to the mix?
1: Or iTunes. Yeah. You know? yeah, t- I mean, each one of these tools adds a bunch of other things on top of it. And I'm not saying that's right or wrong, but there's a cost associated with doing business that way that people need to be aware of.
0: Right. Yeah. I like the, I love the collection of deltas then. Here's my mm-hmm. base configuration. Here's the, the additional stuff that sales wants added on. You know, Here's how the numbers change. Just to be able to, to point to a product that's been added to the mix and saying, hey, when we mix this product in, here are the consequences to performance. Are you sure you want
1: it? Right. When you think about the impact of things like security monitoring, or uh, also you, you can think about it in terms of, is it worth it to get an SSD Right. Do I do I want the hybrid drive? Do I want the SSD? Do I want the aftermarket SSD from a different vendor? Mm-hmm. You know what what do I want to put in this box? And I mean, I've been on customer sites where it's you know we spend millions of dollars in infrastructure, and then we give our users a four hundred fifty dollars laptop, yeah. and they complain about boot speeds. Yeah. Well, here we can say, well, you know, that four hundred fifty dollars isn't really well spent because here's the impact of doing business this way. Yeah. And yeah. if you don't give someone graphs and some quantitative numbers, then really there's, it's, it's a it's a tough argument.
0: It becomes a he said, she said kind of argument, right? Everything appears anecdotal. As soon as I can produce a graph, obviously I'm more right than anybody else.
1: <laughs> of course. Of course. Picture's worth a thousand words, whether they're right or wrong. I'm
0: with you. I mean, the evil thing here is we're going to present it the way that's going to be compelling to everyone else. The question is, are we testing the right things? That's a
1: good but you think about it in terms of, like, one of my laptops that I have has uh, 64 meg of discrete and video memory, and the rest is shared. Okay. So when I got the laptop, I said, oh, well, maybe I can play games on it. No. Turns no. out you really can't.
0: No, you really can't. So
1: with, I mean, even rendering web pages that run Flash and things like that, I run into issues. Yeah. So there is actually a photo handling test, and there's also a uh, multimedia test where it'll go through and, and analyze... You know, is is this, or, or think about a video card with no discrete RAM. Mm-hmm. You know, what what is the performance like for that? And I'm not saying those chipsets are bad
0: no. necessarily,
1: no. but there is a cost of not having dedicated video memory, and people need to understand what that is before they give the machine to 5,000 people.
0: Yeah, before you go any further down that path. Or, I mean, more relevantly, I've got a bunch of those machines out in the field right now, and folks are starting to ask for something that's graphically intensive in any way. You know, right. what are we up against here? What are the consequences of that? Uh, right. but that seems to me like a much more low level test of a, a, a real functionality test as opposed to uh walk through this particular application and give me benchmarks on it.
1: Right. Yeah. So I, I want to say, and I haven't, I'm not really a scripter by trade, um, but there there is the ability to do some custom actions inside mm-hmm. the tool set. I mean, basically, all these things are XMLs so in in scripts. So we could go in and craft our own. It's just a question of how, how granular do we get. But sure. do we want it to go through and, you know, run macros in Excel? Or do we want to get a testing center to do that? Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah.
0: Or, or, you know, I'd be really tempted to say, what I want to do is pick up that great suite of tests we've already gotten built on the development side. And incorporated into this true, true i don't i think maybe i'm thinking a couple of versions further ahead that's just me but
1: maybe so but yeah there's a lot of potential here it's it's an exciting uh, not really even an offering it's just a, a toolkit that's kind of sitting here you know a, a hammer a chisel you know a couple of saws and it's like hmm, what can i do with this
0: i'm familiar with like uh the 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 system power and performance tool suite which i think came before this that's right Okay, so the I mean, the, the, so the Windows Assessment Toolkit is really an assembly of a bunch of these other tools that have been put together uh, in a package so that you can do a whole bunch of different kinds of tests.
1: Right, yeah, that's that's been my uh, take on it. I mean, I haven't talked to the product group or the folks that developed this, but when you go in and look at it, it, it really has that vibe of, you know, we have all these kind of disparate things, mm-hmm. and MCS had its own toolkit for judging boot performance and things like that. Why don't we kind of, you know, make a uh, conglomerate of that. And I think that's really what this has turned into. And, uh, I mean, it's exciting stuff. You know, you think about it in terms of something like uh, SPA, uh, doing ETW tracing and things like that. If you sure. can just get some framework around it and make it extensible for folks to sort of, you know, plug into an API, I mean, there's really a lot of room to grow here.
0: Yeah, and it, I mean, it, the problem with ETW is I need an expert at that point. A lot of people struggle with uh, the event model. It's complicated.
1: Yeah, I'll agree with that, yeah.
0: So I mean, that's why I equated it back to, to uh, performance assessment log logs, so to PAL, because PAL was something I could aim at a server only knowing so much about that server and so much about those products. And it's going to come back and give me some really coherent numbers about, hey, you know, your disk speed around the SQL server is absurdly low. If you're going to look at anything, look there. That's, I think, the sort of stuff that people get really excited about is I don't, if I'm an expert in tuning SQL Server, I don't need any help. I'm just a mortal IT guy who's trying to keep things alive, and I want to know what's going to happen next if I make, you know, I, I agree to these changes. Yep. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's like I uh, I I said um, uh, a while back once is, uh, you know, performance isn't necessarily hard. It's it's a different way of thinking. Yeah. You know, it's it's more of a mindset than it is uh, almost a skill set. I mean, although it is a skill set, you know, I don't want to debase it or anything. But mm-hmm. um, you know, you go in and, and really start digging deep on these things. And yeah, there's there's almost kind of a fluid art to it. But uh, to have something, you know, like even I, well, when I'm you know, not that I'm an expert, but when I go in and analyze an Exchange server or uh, any sort of server environment, I'm using Pal as a backup. Mm-hmm and then at the very least i have some pretty graphs to prove my point for what i found and right. you know i'm i'm fallible too i may miss something
0: yeah that you know i think exactly that the great thing about pal is that automated mechanism looks at all those values equally against the chart and comes back with a did you look that's unusual that's an odd number you know mm-hmm. it it's that impartial assessment i mean as much as i've done diagnostics You always come in with a little bit of bias. You know, you, you know where you want to look. And often we And that can be dangerous. Yeah. You find the truth you're looking for. Yes. So yeah, I like having a tool that just gives me that raw response back. You probably want to look here Mm -hmm. and look there.
1: It's, it's an eye opening report. And the, the one of the other interesting things is, is that you build this project. You can, uh, add these assets to it and uh sort of have it go in and you know hammer away at these machines overnight or whatever you want it to do because it actually creates its own win image mm-hmm. so it's sort of like mdt in that regard where you can you can give it a bunch of test cases yeah and it'll go through and do them all in automated fashion and report back to the server and all that so it, it does all that work and then um you, know, you go through and you can actually see historically or uh, by model what the difference is so you can see a machine with uh you know, five twelve meg versus a gig versus two gig versus four. Right. You know, versus the SSD versus this versus that, and and really make some determinations of where's my sweet spot.
0: Yeah, where do I do for the especially when you start getting into higher end hardware, the price difference between an eight gig laptop and a sixteen gig laptop is pretty serious. So it is. show it me is. in these assessments that I'm actually getting benefit from that.
1: Yeah yeah I mean that's the old adage that you know this thing's running slow, add more memory right yeah.
0: yeah how much how much memory does that app need more
1: yeah yeah exactly. How many more zeros do we need to fill that laptop with okay you
0: know? i mean and I don't want to just focus purely on the performance side of this too because i you said this right off the bat, how about checking for blue screens on new hardware? Or different driver models, so that to me seems pretty interesting. It's something I've definitely done with MDT It's gone and swapped out an operating system, and then reapplied the same set to see what I got. But I end up doing the assessment myself. So, I mean, having a tool mm-hmm. that I could build off a bunch of those different MDT variations, and then point Watt at it and say, "Go to work," and and give me back the numbers. That that it's exciting to me.
1: It is pretty slick. I mean, essentially, it's going to go through and run like a, a scripted driver verifier, if you will, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, look for all, all the, you know, usual suspects of driver performance problems, right. including bug checks.
0: So not just blue screens, but also right. this is not running right. Right. Which I, even to this day, I still feel like we figure out video driver problems by looking and feeling the machine. It's, it's almost a sense of smell.
1: Right, yeah. it, it really is.
0: Yeah, it's just that's a very tough thing to assess. Yes, it did what it was supposed to do, but the way it did it smells wrong.
1: Yeah, well, you know, the, the Xperf tool set has a GPU analyzer. I, I can't say I've ever run it, but mm-hmm. I, I know it exists where you can go in and actually analyze what's going on in the GPU. Maybe I'll get there someday.
0: Yeah, and again, you get back to that whole question of, I know it's telling me something important, I just don't understand it.
1: Right, right, right. yeah.
0: Am I smart Uh, enough to read this? um,
1: I don't know if you knew, but 2.3.1 just released, uh, I think, last week. Oh, really? Yeah, and uh, one of the things that we did is we we put together a VMware template uh, in XML so that if you're running a Windows guest in a VMware server and you're running the uh, VMware editions, uh, you can actually see VM memory, VM processor. You can see the ballooning driver taking memory away from the box if it's enabled and things like that. It's it's a pretty compelling uh, uh, XML to have in there. And... Um, we're kind of kicking around the idea of, uh, or, or Clint is rather, not me, but uh, he's looking at maybe making that just part of the system config one. Nice. So that if if you happen to be in a virtualized environment, we gather those. But if not, then okay, we just don't we don't have anything to gather. But, I mean, he had one case where we kind of whipped this up, and there are no thresholds. We're having a struggle finding someone from VMware that wants to kind of own the thresholds. Yeah. But, um, you know, to go in and say, well, my SQL server... Was complaining it had four meg of, of RAM for you know four hours, mm-hmm. and then you go in and see it it's ballooned twenty gig away to feed somebody else. It's like well, you know, I mean, again, it goes back to that picture. Yeah. <laughs> you know, what what happened here? <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you know, having get getting that complaint registered so that you could actually see that it happened is is pretty powerful. Uh, it is. It's, And it's one of those things for folks who do instrumentation that learning how you instrument virtual machines differently from physical machines is tough. It's not the same.
1: Right. It's not at all. And and every every time I go into a shop and I say, well, you know, how's the CPU look on that VM – you know, they open up Task and say, "Well, it looks okay." And oh, it's like, okay. what are you doing? <laughs> so let's open let's open PerfMind real quick and just get a second check. Yeah, and I'll show them. You know, because you can see the the difference. The graphs sort of match. Yeah, you know, with the spikes and the valleys and things like that. But they the numbers don't match whatsoever. No. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No. It's and that's really
1: eye opening for someone for the first time. You know, it's it, it it's really. It, it's just right there, and it's like, wow, okay, I had no idea. Yeah. Now I know.
0: Easy trap to fall into. I, I think we could still do a better job of making that more transparent. And also, that the instrumentation behaviors between Hyper V and VMware are different, too. Yes. Surprise, surprise. Just a virtual machine is not just a virtual machine, they are
1: different. That's right. Yeah, no comment. <laughs>
0: Yeah, look at look at who employs who before you have you know assess these statements too because there there is an issue there. But
1: yeah, uh, sure. I, I try to be non biased, but you know I also you know I I like my company and I, I honestly I think we have good products. So
0: and I to- I agree with you, but you know there are others that make some pretty good products too. But I appreciate that you're also in the field and you don't get to choose all Microsoft stacks for your customers. Your customers have other people's products.
1: They do quite often and uh i mean even if it's something we don't make Yep. you know we still have to figure out how are we are going to support it in our little bubble that we've provisioned for him you know
0: yeah no kidding you've got you've got it you can't use that as an excuse to not help the customer
1: no never yeah i mean yeah we're pretty passionate about that i think we do a good job of taking the high road and just saying you know what it, you know, I don't care what hypervisor it is. Let me let me take a look at this and, and do my best effort. Even yeah. if I'm even if I'm out on the ledge and I don't know, I'll tell you I'm uncomfortable, but I'll still give it a shot.
0: Yeah, I'll still try and find a way.
1: Sure, sure. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's all about the customer. It has to be sure,
0: without a doubt. So uh, Windows Assessment Toolkit, freely downloadable, uh, mm-hmm. available uh, off the MSDN site.
1: Yep. And uh, the interesting thing is, if you just install the ADK, you have everything needed for the Windows Assessment Service.
0: So where do I get the ADK? Uh,
1: if you just, you can download it off the uh, download site and just make sure you get the one for the release preview, not the consumer preview. So you download the ADKsetup.exe and uh, it'll go through and just start downloading the files it needs and installing in real time for you.
0: All right. So yeah, part of the assessment and deployment toolkit includes the Windows assessment toolkit. That's right. But yes. I don't want to conflate Windows 8 and the Windows Assessment Toolkit, because in my mind, it's way more important than that. Yes. This, to me, feels like something that should be sitting beside every MDT instance, because it gives us a chance to benchmark our MDTs, or any machine, really. And then mm-hmm. it, it also happens to be a useful thing when you're going to go take a good look at what happens to your existing hardware and existing software onto Windows 8. Absolutely. And uh, And obviously, the ADK is all about the release preview, which is at the moment of this recording in early July, the latest version of
1: Windows 8. Right, which is pretty nice. I'm enjoying it so far.
0: Yeah, uh, my I, it's good enough that my younger daughter stole my build tablet with the latest build on it to take with her on a trip for a week. So, awesome. I like hearing things like that. I love it when teenagers go and put this new stuff to work because I'm going to get totally different feedback than what you and I would give.
1: Oh yeah, amen. Yeah, and that's just as valid feedback.
0: Yeah, uh, if not more valid. They're they're true. far more closer to normal mortals than we are.
1: Yeah, uh, that's, that's actually really true. Yeah, yeah, we we live
0: in a very different world. Uh, yeah, but that's the, also the daughter that who want, who loves her iPhone 4s. So she's not a pure believer. The other one bought into Windows Phone Seven. So. Awesome. Yeah, I, 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 fat, the fact that I'm, you know, varying in my conversion rates of my daughter is an interesting statement too.
1: <laughs> well, everyone's different.
0: There you go. Uh, and anywhere I look here, the assessment toolkits really always associated with Windows eight, right? So if you're not going after the ADK, you still go after the uh, underneath the Windows eight uh, tooling, the assessment toolkits there. That's right. But don't think you have to use it with eight. It can be used with other things. That's right. Uh, Jeff, thanks so much for talking to us. What's next for you?
1: Well, uh, I've actually been um, uh, playing around with VDI recently, uh, doing some work with um, some uh, folks that are doing some pretty big VDI implementations and trying to determine scaling and supportability. Right. And, you know, well, how do we collect an ETW trace of a non-persistent VM and things like that? So
0: when Yeah, if it tanks.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of important to know. But then how do you get the data off when the disk
0: disappears? Wow, that is tough. Uh, Well, and it it sounds like a great other show. And I appreciate that. Obviously, you're currently using uh, the Windows Assessment Toolkit to figure out what the VDI per instance footprint should look like. Yep. Anything else you're pulling out from that?
1: No, no, nothing to really talk about. All right. You know, yeah.
0: Well, it's, it's looming for us. This, you know, the world is going to run everything on VDI, but, uh, uh, yeah, it's
1: been looming for a while. You know, like three years. Yeah, you're know, hearing about it, but uh, there are some people doing it. There's people doing it right. You mm-hmm. know, and uh, uh, it's like a, you know, tell anybody—you you go in and you buy a sand. Do you put everything in the sand? No. When you go in and virtualize, do you virtualize everything. Hopefully not. Some things just aren't good candidates yep. for the technology. And VDI is just one of those spaces where sometimes it makes sense. Sometimes it makes brilliant sense. Sure. And then other times it's just you know it's like why are we doing this again?
0: yeah but if you can't be thrilled by an eighty percent case you're in the wrong business
1: if oh I, yeah absolutely
0: if i heck I'm happy with a twenty percent case like if but if I could find and i I'd, and i've I'd seen lots of places where v d i was going to work just fine for an eighty percent case but because of that other portion, now we're not going to do
1: this yeah i mean it it turns into one solution fits nothing yeah right? yeah. yeah you just you can't do i t that way in my eyes.
0: I do like the idea of common tools for management across those different instances, but VDI is just a different deployment.
1: Yeah, pretty much.
0: So the fact that we can have different backends to different deployments is not that big a deal. Right. Stop being afraid. Take it on. And uh, sounds like we've already got an idea for our next show sometime in the future there. A little VDI discussion?
1: That might be interesting, yeah. Well,
0: I'll give you some time to get some work done and uh, bring it back and we'll talk. All right. Sounds good. Jeff Stokes, thanks so much for talking to us. Thanks for for having me. And we'll talk to you next week on Run As Radio.